The views and opinions expressed on Smack My Pitch Up are those of the panelists and not those of GUI Network, their sponsors, or any of the properties mentioned. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is rated R for violence, language, and nudity. Well, it's a podcast. You won't see the nudity. I just do it to make the guest uncomfortable. mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels. Only one podcast has the guts to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. To the uh, the Smack My Pitch Up podcast, uh, I'm I'm Dylan Alvento, and I'm joined here by Mike Bickett. Mike Bickett, who runs about how you do it. Well, it's almost like this is some kind of bizarro version of Smack yeah. My Pitch Up. Um, so we're pitching uh, Bizarro the movie, um, <laughs> coming out after the release of Shazam. Now, is this Bizarro Superman or is this Bizarro like C Lab 2021? Or uh, I was thinking Bizarro Superman. But, okay, all right. Um, or Batzaro. We can we can. If you want to be super, that's that's too deep cut, yeah, man. Yeah. Like that's gonna confuse some people. <laughs> just looks like Batman. I don't understand. He's just he just looks a little more mongoloidy. That's the because that's that's the difference. <laughs> they just right? recast Ben Ben Affleck. Again. Yeah, right. <laughs> now with twenty percent more jowl. <laughs> Am I on? I don't I don't hear myself. You don't right. hear yourself. Uh, I just think I'm a little quiet. I'm probably fine. Can turn you up just a little bit there. Yeah. See if that. Yeah, okay. that's, that's good. That's good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Smack My Pitch Up. I am uh, sitting here with another podcaster and a uh, game developer extraordinaire, uh, Dylan <laughs> from Wardcast or Ward Games as yep. well. And you have been on Geeks Under the Influence before. We did a big crossover like what, two years ago? That was a while two, back. Yeah, two, two or three years ago, something ridiculous. Yeah. I think it was about two years ago. And, uh, and you've gone on to uh, be one of the top five podcasts in Richmond alongside Geeks Under the Influence. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're aiming for top two. Top two. <laughs> um, I want there to be a fi- the way that they decided is on the blue carpet that it's like that final scene in Highlander where I'm the Krogan. Okay. The bad guy Highlander. I haven't seen Highlander, so. How? Oh my God, I keep forgetting you're like decade younger than me. All these like references that obviously you've seen this movie because it's one of those movies. Uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of movies. Like I was talking to one of my friends and we went like down that, that rabbit hole of like, all right, I'm going to read top 100 movies of all time. And he saw like five of them, and they were all like the animated ones. Oh my god! So it was kind of like you know, so I you know I I know of a lot of stuff. It's kind of my way with games. Like I haven't played a lot of games. Uh, like I didn't play Shadow of the Colossus um, until this year, which people treat as like a very seminal game. Um, but I I know of it, and I can I can talk about it. Um, movies less so because movies kind of like I just don't listen to a lot of movie stuff. Maybe if I read more like AV Club or something, sure, I would be, I would be better equipped. Well, I also am coming from, you know, everybody comes from their own personal perspective. And my big thing growing up was being a gigantic movie nerd. You sure. know, that I, I, were, I was a manager for a blockbuster back when that was an actual thing that existed. Yeah, what is that? Uh, it's this store uh-huh. that instead of just like clicking OK on your remote and okay. then watching a movie, you actually went to a place, got, it looked like a giant flash drive. Uh-huh. And, you, and you would put it into what they called a uh, VCR. Okay. And then this tape would would wrap around and then project a movie into your hmm. into your TV. Is it, are these the buildings that had the uh the Dreamcast 
demo stations where I could play it, it did at Mar- one point, Mario. Yes. I mean, uh, Sonic Adventure. It was the place that when I was ten years old, I was the uh, one of the top ten finalists of that blockbuster of their gamer tournament where I played the Ninja Turtles fighting game and to age myself, the Judge Dread the movie video game. All right. At the time, was that a light gun game? No, no, it was a like, like side scroller. Okay. Uh, it was <laughs> trash. It was trash. I really like that Ninja Turtles arcade game. That's a really good one. The fighting game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that um, was a lot of fun. I played. Uh, uh, we're not talking about Turtles in Time, right? We're talking about the no. other one. Okay. Yeah. Because because that one, the one you're talking about, uh, they they uh, ported it to NES. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one NES game, and then there's Teenage Mutant Ninja Tur- Turtles two, which is the arcade game that they ported to mm-hmm. NES, and then there's. TMNT three, the Manhattan Project. I think was that there. No, this was actually an SNES game. It was like literally like a Street Fighter style fighting game, but with Ninja Turtle characters. Oh, yeah. Oh, that didn't go anywhere because it wasn't wow. nearly as good as you know Street Fighter was all the rage at the time. Right. Uh, this was a different thing. Yeah, like Donatello can't throw a dragon punch. So yeah. So that's all pizza. my and that's all of my Street Fighter knowledge. Yeah, there we gentlemen. go. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thanks. So. Uh, we are here to talk about video games, one in particular mm-hmm. uh, that we are about to adapt. Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite, yes. God, God damn it. <laughs> My nephews are so friggin' obsessed with Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I watched them play. I kind of get it because it's basically like a giant fighting game along with Minecraft at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a big PUBG player last year. Okay. So seeing Fortnite kind of be the battle royale um, babe to be kind of upsets me. Yeah. Especially since Epic had a working relationship with the PUBG Corp. Uh, um, so it's kind of like, uh, and now PUBG Corp is suing them and that suit's probably not going to go anywhere because video game suits never go anywhere. Yeah, fair. Uh, but yeah, it's it's weird. I don't really like it, but I can't deny its its success. And now they're like, because of how well it's doing, they're paying all of their like, uh, like freelance, like independent uh, developers that make like uh, assets for like the Unreal Engine. Uh, they're giving them like they're increasing the amount, the the revenue split. So it used to be like the traditional industry standard of 30, 70, 30 going to Epic, 70 going to, to the mm-hmm. creator. Now it's going to be like, I think it's like 88, 12. Um, and they're back paying it to like the past two yeah, years. Yeah. That's how much money Fortnite's making. So there's going to be a bunch of nerds driving really nice cars. Uh, yeah, yeah, coming yeah. From it's, like, it's like, it's like the, the, the Hicks in Georgia that bought all the uh, Coca-Cola stock when it was like a penny stock. Sure. And now they own like mansions and like eight Escalades or whatever. <laughs> As you do, yeah. Uh, when you don't want to actually put your money into like a Roth IRA sure. and, and actually, yeah. you know, maintain just that find wealth. the next Coca Cola. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And put it all into cars. Uh, but yeah, we are going to be discussing a game that, uh, or a character that's been around for a while since yes. the '90s. I want to say yes. is when he came in, and a game that was, I believe, early 2000s. That yes, the first uh, WarioWare uh, came out, or it wasn't called WarioWare. Specifically, uh, WarioWare Mega Micro Games, uh, Micro Games spelled with a dollar sign for the S. Because early 2000s. Yeah. Remember, this is the time that Limp Biscuit still had hits on the radio. So, <laughs> uh, not the best choices were made in circa like 2003. Sure. So, but it was all part of the kitsch, right? Like, WarioWare knew what it was, it knew, sure. like, how kitschy and goofy it was. And it's like, look, this isn't Mario Brothers. We're gonna, we're gonna be stupid and we're gonna have fun with it, uh, which I can appreciate. Well, you can because if you just keep putting out basically a bizarro version of Mario doing a very similar version of Mario, then you're yeah. just you're competing with yourself at that point mm-hmm. with a less good product. Right. Which they which which Nintendo already has that problem with like different uh the um 
franchises like they have there. So like back in the day, Super Nintendo, Super Mario RPG, another very well known game, mm-hmm. and then they made um, uh, Paper Mario for like the N sixty four, another sure. Mario RPG, and then they made Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. So that was like another franchise that was a <laughs> Mario RPG, and then eventually, so they had uh, Paper Mario going, and then they had Mario and Luigi going, and then at some point they just merged the two and made uh, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. So you play as Mario Luigi, and then Paper Mario. Or the three characters you play as. Oh, good. So it like merges like the paper universe with like the regular Mario and Luigi universe. <laughs> so is that like Infinite Crisis in the comic books? Basically, with, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so uh, who's it's who, like the the different Earths? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mario, but instead that, of the monitor, it's uh, it's Master Hand from yeah, Smash right. Brothers. <laughs> yeah, it's like just a very easy swap. There we go. Yeah. Okay. All right. I feel like that's something that can be done with uh with this character as well because Wario has developed into a multitude of different. Uh, games uh, with with the Wario brand yes on it that yes. uh, you know a lot of them are different. There's not there's only one really WarioWare style approach uh, game with Wario, but uh yeah, so like Wario Land would be like their platform traditional platformers. WarioWare is like the 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 micro game collections. Um, there was so a, a WarioWare game hasn't really existed for a while. So I think the last one before WarioWare Gold that's coming out tomorrow, as the day of this recording, um, was WarioWare DIY. Which was literally like make your own micro games, and then you could trade them with. So it was very similar to that Mario game that came out where you yeah, could build your own yeah, levels. Yeah. So it's kind of like Super Mario Maker, um, but uh, uh, not not as like wildly successful because I think it was on the 3DS. Um, but then there was Game and Wario, which was like a, a Wii U launch game. Um, so obviously Game and Watch, old old. A Nintendo hardware, and then they merged Wario. With okay, it. I thought you meant like as a Neil Gaiman, like it was like the Sandman <laughs> comics and no. like Neverwhere, and then no. and then Wario no. uh, randomly Ga- thrown in. Game and Wario. Okay, um, so it was like more. I kind of like my version better. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh... So we're gonna cast uh, Wario as Sandman. Yes. But who are we casting to be Wario? Casting as Sa- Sandman. Ooh. Two levels deep now. I'm gonna go with uh, what's his face, the the actor that played Al Swearingen that was in American Gods, uh, as, oh, okay. as as Wario. Oh, that's the <laughs> that's the older dude, right? Yeah, the guy in Deadwood. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that would be a good Wario. Where however you that's slice like the it. old grizzled Wario yeah, where yeah. he's been around the block. That's what for I a want while. actually. Like I want kind of like an uh, the there will be blood sort of like Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> as. <Daniel> Day- <laughs> It's Wario. Okay, thank you. We can't do any better than that. So that's now, the end of the episode. I'm a game man. <laughs> if you just replace uh, everyone, it, there will be blood. But instead of oil, uh, the video game industry. Yes, I'm. I'm fucking yes, it's sold. That, it's, that, it's, that, it's that scene where they like they burst like the oil platform and the oil shooting out, but then you just put a bunch of like Game Boy Advance cartridges there instead, and they're all just <laughs> shooting out of the out of the ground. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, Wario. He's sticking the dynamite into the the little mine shaft he's made at the beginning of the movie, but it's a bomb bomb instead. And he shoves that in there, and he cl- tries to climb up, and he can't, and he falls down and breaks his back, or breaks his leg. Or like the scene where he's talking to the community about building the oils, uh, and he's like, "Bread, fresh baked bread. Everyone should have fresh fresh baked bread." But instead, it's like a turbo button on your controller. Right. Everyone deserves a turbo yeah. button on their controller. Everyone deserves a super mushroom. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's just a bunch of toads. <laughs> yes. I think I think we are onto something here. Um, let's see what Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> is doing. He's talked about retiring from acting, uh, but I feel like he might come out of retirement but, for this. But Danny, I got a role gem. for you. Yeah, let me tell you. You loved your role in Gangs of New York. You loved your role in There Will Be Blood. Well, you haven't seen the Wario script yet. 
It's literally just Wario. <laughs> yeah, right? And then just a bunch of empty pages. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, no, it's like 60 pages of like, wah, ha, 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 I think we're on to something. All right, so there's there's the There Will Be Blood WarioWare game, yes. which I feel like uh, is a good way to go about it. Uh, you could also Alice in Wonderland it a little bit. Okay. But I feel like that's a- So regular kids trapped in a vortex. They go to, to Mushroom Kingdom, Diamond City. Yep. And then and Wario's there. But I feel like you need to even like make a mention of, of the Mushroom Kingdom, but Diamond City is like this really like fucked up, like high crime ridden yeah. like, part of the Mushroom Kingdom. So basically we're just making the Super Mario Brothers movie again. <laughs> right? <laughs> well no, it's like Mushroom Kingdom, like straight up from like the cartoon Mario Brothers. Yeah, sure, sure. But then Diamond City is like, like Detroit. It's a slum. Like yeah. it's it's yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah, the, the, yeah. <laughs> you could use the same sets. Yeah, exactly. Mario Brothers. We just take all that B roll. <laughs> And you just like colorize the costume for Mario, yeah. so it would just be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just take out all of the all of the red, put in some yellow. Yep, and be good to go. And just like maybe maybe CGI and a crazier mustache, and then you're good to go. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Bob Hoskins. Yeah, I was about to say Hoskins' uh, uh, estate might not be super stoked on him reprising a role, sort of, on what he considered his worst choice as an actor. The stories from that, and we went over this a little bit on the Mario episode, yeah. but. Um, yeah, the cocaine use, the drinking, the uh, the basic huge level of fuckets the cast had by the end of the uh, filming is why that movie is such a trash pile of a cult classic. So I did on uh, Twitter like a month or two back, I did make the claim that someone should make a Super Mario Brothers, the movie, the game. So like uh, it's about you play as a plumber and the plumber has like the bomb bomb jet boots and you have the the. The evolution gun backpack and all this shit, and you're in the grimy like mushroom city, whatever the fuck it's called. I would, I would play the shit out and of the that. The fucking like, there's like a uh, Super Mario Brothers the movie like archival like historical society Twitter account like tweeted at me and it's like we have heard multiple people display interest in this, and I'm just like, dude, fuck it. Like if we can, I don't know, I don't well, know whose arm we have to twist. It's happened before. There was a Street Fighter the movie video game. It was a Dragon Ball the movie video game. It's and so it's, bad. Yeah, and so it was the Street Fighter one right. where it had like the the quote unquote photorealistic characters like right. in the original Mortal Kombat. Yeah, where it's they, just rotoscoped. Yeah, yeah, it's rotoscoped and shit. And uh and it was, you know, it was Jean Claude Van Damme in there. Uh Hell you know, because yeah. nothing like a, a dude from Brussels to play the great American uh, action hero. <laughs> yeah. That's uh yeah. That that rubber suit Goro though kind of held up, I feel like. Oh, in Mortal Kombat? Yeah, yeah. 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 That the first movie is still so fucking cheesy wonderful i still love it uh annihilation on the other hand i hear it's terrible it's it's fuck terrible yeah. it is so bad like it it it's not even fun bad because mm-hmm. the original mortal kombat is kind of fun bad um the original mario brothers movie is kind of fun bad yeah annihilation is just like it's just bad why am i watching this it's like a yui bowl movie like it just it shouldn't Woo. exist Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's quite a claim. Yeah, yeah, it's real bad. The uh, all right, all right. Last thing before we get back to Wario. The, yeah. Uh, uh, so there's that Prince of Persia movie, right? Starring, oh God, starring one um, uh, Prince uh, of White Whitewash. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's his name? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, as Prince uh, Dustan. Um, the I remember listening. I used to be a big fan of the Mega sixty four podcast back in the day, and they were talking about they went to go see that movie. And uh, Rocco Bodie, uh, one of the founders of Mega 64, he was watching it with one of his friends. And uh, the first 
one of the first scenes where they introduce the prince and they're like introducing Prince Dustpan and his friend just leans over and goes Prince Dustpan and then the rest of the movie all he could hear was where is Dustpan like <laughs> that would do it yeah yeah, yeah. it's good memory that's yeah. what podcasts are all about remembering stupid oh absolutely like well that. I mean that's pretty much the entirety of this entire network is based on that yeah. exact concept yeah but uh, what we are gonna do is basically uh. Uh, tackle something that has a very low bar, which is adapting a video game into a movie. Right. Uh, has there been a, a truly successful one up to this point? Well, define successful. Uh, not necessarily like monetarily, critically? like critically successful. Um, has that Rampage movie come out starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Uh, I want to say it came out. Because I feel like that one... I think it, it might even be on, on the Blu-ray at this point <laughs> it is on the blue on the blu-ray i'm showing my age again the uh, i think it i think it was well regarded for what it is a rock big dumb cheesy, actiony popcorn yeah. flick yeah and i mean like it's one of those movies like oh it's divorced from the source material because the source material is like regular human transforms into a giant city destroying gorilla yeah and they adapted it and i'm like whatever who cares like who cares that much about the source well, material a of, point that of if, rampage if, yeah if you were to take a product that had a lot of backstory to it if you took like a mass effect or you're you just took retelling a, it a, you took a zelda or something like that then you're good you're you can you can do those right like and really pull from the source material but it's fucking rampage that's like doing a Qbert movie yeah like what what are you yeah pixels or Pixie, oh God, the Cubert oh. movie. Oh my God, no. where he, where one, we, one Josh Gad fucks the Cubert. Oh God, oh that's right, because the Cubert turns into like uh, a sexy woman. Yes, sexy woman stereotype character. Princess and a yeah, we whatever cipher whatever. Yeah, uh, that made me so sad. That movie, <laughs> I was so fucking disappointed because it was a bunch of classic characters that I ga- actually gave a shit about, right? And they were just brutally uh, sandlered so friggin' hard. Uh, yeah, that that was not. But yeah, the Rampage movie for what it is, I feel like it was it was well regarded. That Castlevania uh Netflix show. Uh people, that was people good. really like. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um I haven't seen it myself, but I heard good things just because I'm not a big gore or anime person, so oh, okay. it doesn't really hit my demographic. That's um, weird you wouldn't like that show that's basically full of gore and anime. Yeah, so, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the Super Mario Brothers movie is just fun because it's so bad. The uh, Mortal Kombat movie is just cheesy. Street Fighter's cheesy. Those Resident Evil movies don't make a lick of sense. And there's like 18 of them. Yeah. I, the first one wasn't bad. Wasn't great. But it was super divorced from like... Oh, super divorced. What yeah. Resident Evil's about. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, Zombies in Mansion. We got it. Okay. Don't need... It's like, well, what about, you know, Leon Kennedy? No, we got it. What about Chris Redford? No, we got it. Um, and so, then, and then the second movie is like, okay, uh, 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 zombies, uh, raccoon city nemesis. We're, we're good. Yeah. That's all we need. <laughs> it's like, no. And a bunch of slow motion shots of, uh, Mia and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, that's what we need in our WarioWare right. video game is, is Mia to play uh Wario <laughs> and <laughs> just driving motorcycles around town and. And doing backflips off of them, and and then, then we get uh, what is it, uh, Paul W. S. Anderson, whatever the director of the the Resident Evil movies okay, that's yeah. married to Mia now, really, or has been from like Great. I think after the first one, Great. or something, Great. um, yeah, to just do a bunch of slow motion sexy shots of his wife um, as Wario with the big mustache, and then we're good. 
<laughs> I can actually see it in my head. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I mean, it says more about me than it does anything else. Um, it says gonna, everything about your fetishes. I'm going to have some weird erections later. Um, so Mario where video game is what we're looking at. Yes. Uh, you could do Alice Through the Looking Glass. You could do Willy Wonka. Um, you could do... Um, what I'd like to see almost is kind of a, a playoff of another movie that I'm certain you haven't seen. Uh, <laughs> Probably right. That Weird Al Yankovic was involved in. Uh, UHF. 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 It was an old uh, 80s show where there was basically a bunch of different uh, shows that that the same people were playing different characters on. And Weird, Weird Al Yankovic. 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 Is that how he requires it be pronounced? I, I don't think he is a much of an asshole. Okay. So, yeah, like okay, I don't cool. think he really cares. So uh, you could do it kind of that way where Wario's running basically like a, a sweatshop for video games mm-hmm. and uh, and is just kind of going in and kind of checking in on the different stuff as it's going on. Sure. And uh, I don't know, maybe you do some kind of weird doesn't actually happen this way in computer pr- uh, programming or, or gaming uh, game programming where the games start bleeding together somehow because of right. alien technology. I don't know. And then they become this big, like immersive thing that are all stacked together and there's just different parts. Okay. And it's like just a bunch of CRTs stacked on top of each other in the room. They're all glowing with static and some mind controlling thing. That's why I always think about when people want to do that vaporwave kind of stuff. It's yeah. like, you know, some, some light neon here and there and some, you know, weird, like, you know, clothing made out of like Teflon and then, sure. Then CRTs. Because I mean that's it's almost a requirement at that point. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, that is one way to go. Um, what other way do you think? Well, I mean, I like I like the whimsy aspect. I like because I mean, like, obviously, there's not much material there, but I like the the idea that that Wario is uh, these are his actual friends, um, and he's just trying to get a quick buck. He's just trying to pull a fast one over everyone and trying to take advantage of his more talented friends or his more aspiring friends he's like i just want to make some money mm-hmm. let's just let's just get together and so it's like i'm thinking a whimsy a whimsical kind of wizard of lies or you know some weird ponzi scheme kind of thing where it's like yeah you make the games and and i'll make you famous and and you could do like the steve jobs yeah, movie yeah but with wario yeah and then whoever uh, is just so seth rogan is as jobs instead of instead of wozniak <laughs> yeah, right exactly yeah. and then wozniak is just like uh you you can get obulon to be the right. wozniak yeah, character he's the straight laced <laughs> the straight like, laced like i don't understand like why'd you pull why'd you do this to us wario i'm actually seeing some real uh <laughs> possibilities here through a sound to the street but i mean you get orbulon played by john ham okay Yes. <laughs> yes. Just very well-spoken, like yeah. very like straight-laced, mm-hmm. serious mm-hmm. guy. But John Hamm's also able to play serious that way that it almost winks at it being too right. serious. I mean, if you've ever seen his cameo in, uh, was it Parks and Rec? Thinking like kind of Oh, kinda, sure. Kinda yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Also, just his character in the, uh, the what is it, Young Doctor's Notebook. Uh, it's a series that it, I think it was a. British series that okay. uh, has him and Daniel Radcliffe in it, and he plays okay. the older version of Daniel Radcliffe okay. that is like 
talking to him as a younger doctor. So John Hamm is an Auror. He's he's hunting dark wizards and oh, I'm sorry. Sort of, <laughs> except not at all like that. But um, it, it's like you see, at my age, if you just compare everything to Harry Potter, I'll just understand it instantly. All right, so warrior world, or warrior like Harry Potter. Okay, where yeah, uh, what's the Diagon Alley? <laughs> what's the Diagon Alley equivalent in this? Uh, that is basically uh, a bad part of town that drivel and spits drive drive people to okay. all the time. Okay. And that's to get their fix. It's instead of the the Hogwarts Express, it's the taxi cab sure. uh, that they yes. drive. Yes, yes. Um, and then uh, Mona, of course, is uh, is what's her face? Um, Mia. <laughs> Mia. The what was her name from the Resident Evil movies? No, no, Mia. Jo- no, no, no. I was talking about in Harry Potter. Oh, um, who is um, Hermione? Hermione. Sure. Yeah, Hermione. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, does that make Wario Harry Potter, or does that make him Voldemort? He's not even a Voldemort. It'd be more. He's of a... Hagrid. Hagrid, yes. There we go. Get that actor. So do you know? Do you realize that the actor that played Hagrid was also uh, that one Russian dude in Goldeneye? Really? Yeah, that's the same actor. Wow. Yeah. You would never. Have... I realized that. I was like, "What the fuck?" Looks well, like Ryan Hurt that uh, he played Opie in Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Uh, he was also. If I was ever... thinking of John Hurt for a second. Yeah, I was no. like, wait a second. John Hurt was in Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. Uh, he played, uh, we just discussed this the other night, he played the uh, kid that ended up in the hospital and remember the Titans. Oh, okay. That's in the hospital yeah, yeah, bed yeah, yeah. that he's like, yeah, you know, yeah. go out, that he's like, I'm not racist anymore. Yeah, and, yeah. I think it's hit by a bus. Yeah, that's Opie from Sons of Anarchy when he was younger. Okay. So a little more clean shaven uh, wow. in that role. But, All right. Um, I have... An interesting uh, take that I wanted to do for WarioWare yeah. that I feel like uh, that the people are just not ready for. Sure. I, I feel like it's one of those, if we did it this way now, in 20 years, it would be considered like brilliant and well ahead of its time. Okay. But it would be. But are we going to be like destitute paupers because of this? Yes, because, basically. Okay. Yeah, that it's not, it wouldn't sell at all now. And even if we waited 20 years to do it the trope would have been established at that right. point. Yeah. That, like Christopher Nolan would have walked in and done it. Yeah. Something. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that, or um, there's a number of directors. I decided to go with a more of a David Fincher approach. Okay. Yeah. To WarioWare, but more in the theme of saw Ooh. where, you know, instead of jigsaw, you, you keep wanting to go dark with yes, this. Yes. I'm just like fun family romp. And you're Wimsy. just like in a murder house <laughs> yes. where the, where the children must play games. Well, that's the thing is it's kind of like a, a VR, special alien VR, but the VR will hurt you mm. with, with whatever happens in the game. And it's okay. straight up like so t- when torture you, when, puzzles. When you die in VR. You die in real you life. You die in real life. Yeah. Almost like that Stay Alive uh, movie starring Frankie Muniz that you probably don't remember from like 2001 uh, that was fucking terrible. And probably no one listening remembers that damn ga- movie. No, but I do remember Big Fat Liar. In that vein, let me tell you about... <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about Big Fat Liar 2. Are you about to go on a 20-minute tirade about Big Fat Liar 2? Uh, I don't know if I have it in me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, stay Big alive. Fat Liar 2 is a bad example of... Is, is not indicative of how video game programming works at all. So don't look to that. I'm interested about our references to things. I'm like, stay alive, and I'm about to reference Cloak and Dagger from the 80s, and uh, and you're like, Big Fat Liar 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Work with me. Fair enough. Shitty Nickelodeon directed DVD films. Come on. <laughs> I'm thinking Saw, as directed by David Fincher, where Wario is, is torturing the fuck out of uh, friends and strangers with this VR uh, torture game. Man, that- I, I just, I want v- Wario to be the good guy. I want it to be like, um, let me think. I'm cool with David Fincher. I think David Fincher, um, if you, so David Fincher is like the dark version of Spike Jones, right? 
I feel like they're both <laughs> they're two sides never, of this, two I've, sides of the same coin. That's not far off. Yeah, I mean, like that's like I've never like heard look of at really... the social network trailer and then look at the where the wild things are trailer. Like like beautifully scored, <laughs> like very subtle and like a nice build to them. Sure. Uh, Except only one of them actually worked, but sure. Yeah. Whatever, man. I where the wild things are. You know, he at least he tried. He took a shot. That's true, and that that is kind of a weird adaptation there on its own right yes. like that's kind of hard to develop i mean it's right. not a very big book yeah you have to kind of come up with your own shit in yeah. order to get that to work um but so i'm thinking you know you could you could take it really kooky like you know fucking what's what's a good movie that that does whimsy and kook very well and but like that's that's like pg right like lego movie is pretty you know Ooh, a, a oh, lord yeah. and miller kind of and film they're, they're and, not busy <laughs> they're uh <laughs> I didn't open. see Solo. I wanted to. I didn't see it. I I really enjoyed it. It's yeah. not you know it's not the greatest movie ever, but it was fun. It's, yeah. It was a fun movie. I like Rogue One's the best Star Wars movie out of the new ones they've made, in my personal opinion. I don't necessarily disagree. Rogue One was really fucking good. Yeah. I don't hate on Last Jedi like a lot of people did, but uh, I literally like this is like I've never done this in my life. I walked out of that movie theater when, after I saw it with Wendy, my girlfriend. We looked at each other and we both just went meh and then walked off like <laughs> not absolute love not absolute hate just like that was a film i've done that for films before where i'm like well that's a thing that i've seen now yeah where it's not it's not even mad about it i've yeah. definitely been mad about it yeah before like when i went and saw the halloween remake oh i was furious the new one the rob zombie halloween from like oh, okay. years ago where uh not the new one the new one's not out yet i'm really excited about that With, that's uh, jamie lee curtis yeah it? that's a continuation so Explain this to me, because apparently they've rebooted that franchise like multiple times in the same vein of like, okay, we're just only paying attention to like the first Halloween movie. Like uh, this isn't the first time they've done that. The uh, they've kind of played with the fact of that there's the the mythos versus the actuality of the situation. Sure, okay. And they're definitely doing that where they're only paying paying attention really to the first Halloween movie in this new one, right? Where the rest was just hearsay, and there were movies based on the thing and everything. Uh, this is basically like he. Jamie Lee Curtis was not the sister of Mike Myers. Uh, that was all hearsay and mythos and everything. Okay. He was just a maniac that went and terrorized her and her friends and family and stuff right. uh, years ago and has been locked up ever since and just now escapes as she's an older woman. I do love the like the mini training montage they have in that trailer where it's like he's gonna break, he's gonna escape one one of these days when he does and sh- shotgun in the backyard like shooting the pots. Big fan of of that. See, we could somehow work in Waluigi as as uh, as Mike Myers. No, I'm not going down this road with you. Mike. No, you're not. No, I'm not doing the horror, the the, the Wario horror movie. <laughs> there's, I'm gonna, there's whimsy. Like, I'll, I'll there's you... this big sandbox, and I just want you to play in the sand with me. That's <laughs> it. Even the way you said that sounded like a to, horror movie. I trope. want you to build this sandcastle with me. Uh, the water, <laughs> and then Wario can rule it with an iron fist. What is it? Uh, you'll float too. You'll float too. Um, I actually did really want to see that it movie because I I can't I can't do horror like I'm I'm a chicken. It's I do a lot of horror and it, it also doesn't help that I'm fucking terrified of clowns. But uh, it is horrifying. Oh yeah, it is fucking terrifying. So uh, watch it with the lights on okay. and uh, with like a cuddly teddy bear. Yeah, so I say the blanket wrapped little blanket. Me. Yeah, yeah you'd be like, good to go. Like one the like the EMTs give you. So the David Fincher saw uh, Wario. God damn it. Where... Okay, well I'm okay. going to entertain this. Okay, I'm just going to go down the list of what I've kind of come up with. Okay, uh, just to give you an idea of kind of where I'm going with this. Sure. So Wario, 
the short stout character, uh, the inside joke is that I would definitely cast one of our regular panelists on GUI podcast, Kron, because uh, he is uh, basically a weeble wobble. Okay. And I think, and he's also just a shit talker and uh-huh. like can be really mean. So I think that would work really well for Wario. But my actual choice is uh, Cameron Britton, which you may not be familiar with him. He played um, uh, Edmund Kemper in Mindhunters. Uh, that's the older guy. That's that's the serial killer dude that they keep coming back oh, to, to oh, talk that to. that guy. That talks very matter-of-factly about yes, stuff. Yes. So then anybody that can play off. anybody that can play Kemper, I feel is the right choice to play a gigantic Wario. You see, I was thinking of, um, you, you keep going. I, I, I was I was thinking of this one. Dude. So for Jimmy T, Disco Man himself, mm-hmm. I wanted somebody that looks like they've done a lot of cocaine <laughs> and are kind of like just banged up former like disco reject kind of character. Uh, just a gris- really grizzled take on the role. Uh, I feel like Adrian Brody would be able to pull that off relatively well. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You like that? Yeah. Just like he, he can look banged up pretty easy, you know, um, if you've ever seen The Jacket. Oh, uh, I love The Jacket. Yeah. Uh, then for Dr. Krygor with the weird helmet thing that he wears half the time. Yes. I, I think figured, that's just his face. That's just his face? Yeah, he's like a cyborg. Then this makes perfect sense. Since he's a cyborg, why not get Peter Weller uh, to play the role since he was RoboCop? There's no reason not to just throw him back under the helmet. He was the original RoboCop. He was the original RoboCop. So you get him in there to play Dr. Krygor, uh, who helps develop all of these fucking insane, torturous ways of killing people for uh, for Wario. Okay. Then uh, Albulon is a fucking weirdo alien that that technology is being utilized to murder the fuck out of people by Wario. Uh, in a Saw-like fashion, and I feel like the character actor Walton Goggins. Are you oh, oh, yeah, yeah, from from uh, uh, in, everything. The um, Hateful Eight. And Hateful he was, Eight. He was in Ant Man the Wasp. He was a uh, he was a uh, uh, trans uh, prostitute in Sons of Anarchy. Really? Yeah, he's done everything. He was in Justified. Uh, he's he's a great actor. He right. can do all sorts great of stuff. Southern Southern man. Yeah. So I feel like. Uh, he would make some really interesting choices with that role as like an alien and a weird saw sure, thing directed sure. by David Fincher. I feel like there's some some room to to play around in that in that okay, okay. deep water. Um, for Mona, uh, which is a character that kind of has a crush on Wario, I feel is kind of like the middle ground character that's going to be kind of the turn in the storyline uh, that I'm coming up with. Uh, I figured Judy Greer. <laughs> she she played uh she played Kitty in Arrested Development. They kept showing her tits to everybody. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, she's been in tons of stuff. She was also the... At first, I thought you were talking about Judy Dench. And I was like, all right, weird choice, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. But I like I like that you were willing to give that a shot. Yeah. You're like, okay, let's see where this yeah, goes. Yeah, let's, sure. Recast her as an older woman. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. No, uh, she also played the uh, the ex-wife um, and the, the mom of uh, Paul Rudd's kid in Ant-Man. Got it. Okay, yeah. that woman. Yeah. Yes. She's been yes. in everything. Yes. Yes. And I feel like she's got that look that, you know, she can be kind of a bitch when she needs to be, but also she can be very likable at certain points. And very stars in her eyes, kind of like yeah. swept up in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like I, that, that would be a good casting. And she also looks like she can handle some real fucked up shit when it comes down to it, which sure. in this, of course, is definitely necessary. For Dribble, the uh, the dog yes. of the dog and cat uh, taxi duo, I went with Stranger Things' is, uh, David Harbour. Okay. Yeah. Who, who yeah. plays the the, the he's being hell, new Hellboy, new Hellboy, new Hellboy as well. Yeah, which ah, it's not the worst choice. I mean, I hate anybody replacing Ron Perlman, 
which actually yeah, that would be some perfect casting. Ron Perlman for Dribble actually because he looks like he's got a dog face anyway. So <laughs> damn. Um, I mean, he's got that jowl. He's got yeah. jowl. Yeah, but like like half the half the people like their cartoon counterparts like have are jowly. Like Jimmy yeah. T is jowly. Wario is kind of jowly. Yeah. Well, Wario's got a little bit of that uh that British guy jowl yeah. going he's got on, the, but he's also got like that Superman shin almost. Like he's like he's got yeah he's got body parts in multiple dimensions. Yes, just there's, like there's they just don't make sense extruded together. Extruded out in all sorts of ways. And gigantic teeth. Well, just so that's teeth. Well, that's the thing about that about Wario and Waluigi is that they're supposed to be the extreme versions of of Mario and Luigi. So like Mario is like kind of portly, you know, middle sized. Wario is like extremely overweight eats raw onions like yeah very uh gross yeah. yeah um and then waluigi is like stretched to infinity very long limbs sure as a counterpart to luigi who is the taller brother now the question is do you get mario and luigi to cameo in oh a- i think so but it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the goofy movie where it's like dribble and spitz are like driving down the freeway and then you know, like how Mickey Mouse and Don Duck are on oh, the side sure. of the road. It's yeah, yeah. Warren and Luigi like hitchhiking or something. Okay. Just like a real quick, yeah, like yeah. not even part of the plot yeah. kind of situation. Or you do the thing like they do in the Marvel uh, Netflix shows where it's like they have um, Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Yeah. Um, how Stan Lee's face is just on pictures. Like, have you seen the poster they make for the Marvel MCU show? Oh, sure. For the yeah. Netflix MF- MCU shows. He's like, <laughs> he's like the commissioner of the N- NYPD or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, Join the NYPD now or something <laughs> like that. So you maybe have it like that. Like they're superstars, right? Like sure. Mario and Luigi are like larger than life. They're you know the fucking I don't know the Fortnite streamers of of this world. Like they're never gonna. Pay they're you. the Daft Punk of the yeah. Mushroom Kingdom. Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> now I'm on board. Now, no, that's how you do it. Where there's just a rave somewhere. Yes. And Mario, Luigi, and Luigi are co-spinning. Just like the like Tron DJing. sequel. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. but but with Mario and Luigi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could totally just do the Tron sequel, but yeah. with WarioWare, um, where they're inside the game. Hell yeah. Just do a play on Hell that. Yeah. And don't totally do it as a straight-up parody of Tron, mm-hmm. um, but with WarioWare. That would be, be the way to do it. Where Mario is actually... So we can get old people like you into the theater, because the only, the only movies you understand are Tron and... Yes. I would love to see... Disney's The Black Hole remade, uh, which people don't even remember that was a fucking movie. But yes, I would like to see that. I mean, I would like to see The Black Culture remade before I see okay. whatever movie no, that's you're talking fair. about. Whatever, whatever made-up movie <laughs> yeah, that I'm talking fake about. movie that is. <laughs> no, you get Mario as the actual game developer, and then Wario is inside the game. Sure, okay. Uh, torturing people. Uh, or, uh, like, or like Wario is like literally... Mario's alter ego like like he's like the Hulk right he's like Mario's like shattered like corrupted persona he's like dark passenger yeah he's like he's he's the 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 part of his personality he tries to ignore he's like darker baser impulses that's what Wario is I like this I like this a lot yeah um and then as far as spits for the cat, the, that's the last one that I have for my Dark Saw uh, sure. David okay. Fincher film. Yeah. Uh, Bill Skarsgård, speaking of it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That played Pennywise the Clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking terrifying to look at. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like he would be minimally spoken character mm-hmm. that just looks fucking creepy. Right. And combined with David Harbour as being the just like kind of grizzled, like chain smoking <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> dog. Yeah. Okay. You know, I think that would work relatively well as just a bizarre duo. Sure. All right. So uh, 
there's also the fun choices. You can do all of the, you know, all of the regular casting choices for just a fun, goofy comedy. You know, the Seth Rogans and the... Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I feel like that's missing the point a little bit. You want to do something that's kind of a combination of, like, kid-friendly and also kind of a, a wink to the adults as well. Sure. Uh, that's, that's always the best stuff. That's tough, though. That's yeah. a really tough balance yeah. to make. Um, you can, It used to be people like Mike Myers and stuff used to be able to pull it off sure. before the love guru. Uh, that's... R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Mike Miles, Myers' uh, career. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't even know what he's doing anymore. Oh, you know, you know, there's some skunkworks Hollywood project somewhere where they're thinking about rebooting uh, Austin Powers with or without Mike Myers. Oh my God, there like, probably you, is. You know, like that's in the chamber somewhere. Like there's yeah. a spec script that's floating around. Judd Apatow has looked at it. Like they're trying really hard to figure out how to get Peter Dinklage to play Mini Me, and they're yeah. like, no, yeah. he's actually a serious yeah. actor. Yeah, he's like, no, yeah. he's like accomplished. He's like good at his job. Yeah, and uh, oh, what's his face? It, didn't he die? The other actor that played yeah. me? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I heard he died recently. That might not be true. I don't know. This is how much I pay attention to that um, kind of stuff. Two two actors with dwarfism. Uh, Vern Troyer. That's the uh, yes specifically. That's how much I pay attention to, to those rags. To those people. No, God no. Uh, <laughs> um, that would be weird if it was that specifically a, a like a issue that it might I might be a trade show or something. I don't know. I feel like. It's a specialty role. I bet there's like there's an agent. There's one agent that just handles that specifically all little people in Hollywood. That's probably true. And, and he's the guy. He's the go-to guy. Right. Yeah. But he he super respects their craft. So like when someone wants to do wants to cast a little person for like a very derogatory role, a very insulting role, it's like I need a leprechaun in my you know car commercial. He's like get fucked. <laughs> He's waiting for like super serious roles. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking for a sequel of Tiptoes, uh, which again is I'm making references that nobody. What are you even remember. saying, man? Uh, there was a, there, I think it was called Tiptoes with Matthew McConaughey and Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Wow. That's Gary a, Oldman played a little person, and uh, and I mean, uh, if anyone can pull that off, it's Gary Oldman. And what's his face? Uh, comedic actor David Greer. Is it David Greer? Older black actor. Anyway, he fucks Bridget the Midget in this movie, uh, who was okay. who was dating uh, Gary Oldman, uh, okay. little person Gary Oldman in this movie. Okay. It's uh, how old is this movie? Nineties, I'm gonna say. Okay, yeah. So CG little person? No, no. Like he's like walking on his knees. Like it's wow. <laughs> yeah. So like after the movie ended, did they did someone have to reteach him how to not walk on his? Knees yeah, probably because he's forgot, method. He he's forgot, super method. Yeah. He forgot how. That's like anybody who plays. Uh, that's why it's got to be Seth Rogen that plays Wario because his laugh wouldn't change that much. So because anybody else that took on this role, they would just be fucked whenever they laughed. Well, I would. This. I would almost pitch it like this: like you get Charles Martinet, who is the actual voice actor for Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi. You bring him into the studio and have him just dub over all of the 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 laugh roles. Okay. Yeah. So you just get like a weird overdub of laughter throughout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you've got to bring in like a classic like martial arts film director. Like you bring <laughs> John Woo. John Woo. John Woo in so that just the completely jarring like overdub of the laughter just kind of yeah. works somehow. I, th I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. Just spectral effects like real, real like bassy echo. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. So we've got to figure out which versions of this we're going to each choose to do. Well, I kind of want to go down my list. a little. OK, bit. go I, for I, it. I won't hit. I won't hit everyone. No, um, we've still got a little bit of time. So sure. Uh, 
So for the for the role of Wario, um, we could do your Seth Rogen saw thing if you want. But like I said, I kind of want to keep true to to the the format. It's Wario. He's just money grubbing. He's gonna screw over his friends, but he's ultimately gonna get screwed in the end. Fun loving, like you know, conniving little dude. Uh, I got some uh, um, inspired choices for like Wario. Uh, before uh, in our last recording, okay. uh, we we uh, suggested Paul Giamatti in the role of Wario. Oh, speaking of, I don't think we mentioned outwardly that uh, we had a file corruption. Yeah, we, we lost 30 minutes. We lost about a half hour of this yeah. recording. So this is round two. Yes. Um, Paul Giamatti, I feel like, could could really do that that role service. Okay. All right. Um, I could imagine him with the biker helmet on and stuff and the jean jacket. Okay. And, and the fingerless gloves with the W <laughs> on them. Okay. Right. Um, so I've been watching a lot of Boardwalk Empire. Uh, I feel like Michael Shannon might actually do an super, okay job. He's a super underappreciated. I mean, he's starting to get his up uh, sure. comeuppance now. Yeah. But he's been out there doing his thing for right. years. Right. Um, there's a film that, um, speaking of uh, fucked up, and it's uh, William Friedkin who directed The Exorcist, um, a movie with Michael Shannon and Ashley Judd called Bug. Okay. That it was a stage play that was kind of a commentary on the the uh, the mental breakdown of a person that's addicted to meth. Okay. But they never overtly talk about it being a drug. It just comes off as like a paranoid schizophrenic episode that's okay. almost like viral. And uh, they believe that there's like bugs in the room that are like in their brains and making them do stuff. And they put tinfoil on the walls and stuff. And it's just basically a two-person movie with Ashley Judd and Michael Shannon. That Interesting. Fucking bizarre and wonderful. I'm a big I'm a big casting person. It's 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 a lot about the look for me. Sure. So like Wario has a distinct chin. Sure. Michael Shannon kind of has that similar chin. Okay. Like, so... It's a very kinda, sharp feature. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But a very, very wide, jutting out chin. Um, also, in that same vein, since we brought up Mindhunters, I thought of a... Uh, uh, what's his name? Holt uh, McCallany. Um, he's one of the two. He's the older partner. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, he could be a very, very good Wario. Yeah. Especially if you put him in a semi-comedic role. He actually was at the very beginning... I don't know if you remember this... Uh, because I don't blame anyone who forgets this movie. Uh, he was at the very beginning of Justice League. He's like the 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 crime. He's like the criminal standing on the rooftops of Gotham at the very beginning of the oh, movie. Oh wow, he was that Batman beats up. Wow, okay. And then like questions and like holds holds him over the the side of the building for questioning. Um, well, I was like, wow, Dude, don't yeah, be I in this film. I didn't even realize that that was him. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So I think he he could do a good Wario. He could, you okay. know, once you, once you get the makeup on him, once you get the mustache grown out. Um, how are we handling this mustache, by the way? I feel like just, you gotta mm. dye it black and you wax it. Like, just a nice, like, Yeah, angle. you gotta find the right balance of it. It's bigger than a normal, like, sure. handlebar situation. Yeah. Like, you can't do, like, the literal Wario, like, sharp 90-degree angles. But I feel like you could do, like, a nice Dr. Eggman-esque, like billowing out like beyond the confines of the face yeah you you can't quite go like small like normal handlebar like that wario looks like a guy that would call himself like a cocktail engineer or something <laughs> you know he rides tall bikes and, yeah. and he frequents this one pool hall a bit too often yeah right um yeah he, he wears uh pork pie hats like they're going out of style like yeah. no not we're not going there um he he has a barbershop quartet that he started almost to be ironic uh because he got 
asked if he was in a barbershop quartet, but he's starting to take it like way too seriously at this point. He got point. like two classes into like his private his pilot's license and then he kind of gave up. <laughs> he he studied one semester of falconry. <laughs> Uh, he appreciates vaping for the flavor. <laughs> he figured that it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be as trashy if he just made his own fanny pack. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he he hand uh, he he hand uh, hand stitched the leather for it after he tanned the hides of the leather. Sure, uh, from the you know, untanned leather that he bought from Tandy Leather in the mall, uh, but he did, didn't tell anybody His that. friend's a blacksmith, so it's okay that he has these replica swords <laughs> up in his house. Uh, he used to like Bon Iver, but now that he's just gotten so popular, it just doesn't seem the same anymore. Uh, so he switched to the chain smokers, but they're on the outs too. <laughs> uh, right now he's he's really getting into, like, like, club remixes of pop songs um and again it's one of those like he started doing it almost to be like ironic but he feels like the more that he takes it seriously the more he's kind of stepping out of his element a little bit and by being mainstream he's being anti anti uh mainstream he is exactly two chickens that he uses the trunk of a 1962 osmobile as their coop in his backyard yeah so also so are like can we be anachronistic with our actor suggestions like if they're dead like i've allowed it before okay so because this just came to my attention looking at the the visage of wario i feel like uh groucho marx actually would be oh yeah okay wario absolutely yeah and if especially if you played it kind of that slapsticky kind of old school style sure um of a movie i would be just you know with my hands on my knuckles just staring in glee at the screen the entire time right if, well your hands are always on your knuckles my hands or my 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 fit head on my knuckles like just yeah wistfully looking at the screen well right 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 yeah um jimmy t uh i suggested steve buscemi earlier yes <laughs> just i feel like yeah just that's a nail on head situation is, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um you counteracted with reggie watts which i thought was actually a, a very i like that that's a fun choice yeah um Mona, I was I was struggling with, but since we brought up Tron, I I, I offered up Olivia Wilde. Okay. Um, you know, very attractive. Um, you know, Mona is like this attractive love interest. Um, sure. Kind of stereotypically so. Uh, I don't know how that plays in the Wario, like if if Wario like reciprocates the affection. Um, you're not sure if Wario fucks is what you're saying. Like, <laughs> does Wario fuck? No, I mean, like, I mean, even if he's like, is he just blissfully unaware of of Mona's affections? We don't know. Um, he might also like not be really like a sexual person. Like he's too focused on his career at this sure, point. Sure. But I feel like Wario's more just like, he's been shunned by women. The, uh, Wario's an incel. That's what it is. Oh God. Like Wario feels like sex is owed to him by women. Um, and, and he's just don't, doesn't understand why they won't get with the program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not, no. Uh, not. I mean, once you said he's an incel, I'm like, uh, you're like, okay, done. No, We're done. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I don't okay. know. I don't, he's a proud boy. <laughs> he's a proud boy. He's a very proud boy. <laughs> um, Waluigi is more of the soy boy in this situation. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's weird because while I was reading over, like, I was refreshing myself on the characters. Like, Mona, like, has a has a crush on Mario, and I was like, really? Like, what? Really? Yeah. Um. Because there have been love interests for Warrior in the past. There's Captain Syrup was a love interest uh, in the Warrior Land games. So I don't, I don't, 
I mean, I guess. But uh, I would I would more like to reshape Mona's character as someone who is like maybe the aspiring game developer who gets one over on on Wario in the end because Wario's trying to 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 screw over everyone. I kind of like that where she's like far more talented and yes. that that is really yes. a challenge to Wario and he tries to do something to kind of usurp that mm-hmm. or and uses her interest in him as a means to kind of sure keep her down which really is like speaks to a lot to like the current you know discussion in games right now sure yeah actually like genuinely not in a place i think that's a really good idea i I like that uh so dribble and spits you know um i feel like ron perlman we should just lock that in i think that's a that's solid that's a good choice yeah we're good with that who is your spits again uh spits uh for my my david fincher wario (laughs) where uh i went with bill skarsgård but i was thinking actually for spits and actually with ron perlman this would be a really fun combination Mm -hmm. seth green Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah. that would be a really fun dynamic. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they play off each other really well too. Mm-hmm. Um, the one character uh, you didn't cover was one of my favorite characters, uh, Ashley. She's um, she plays this uh, this basically this uh, child witch, like aspiring witch. She li- lives by herself. Um, okay. In this mansion, like her theme song's great. I I love. It's like one of the best songs in the Warrior Wear series. <laughs> um. Uh, but she's kind of like this misanthropic, like never smiles, like is befriends Wario somehow. Yeah. Um, so that one, that might be kind of cool with like a, you know, mentor mentee kind of situation. Uh, you know, Wario, you know, like it gets through to her where no one else can, but you know, very much a kind of Wednesday Adams kind of character, but have no idea who who's the modern day equivalent of Wednesday Adams? I don't yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know children characters. Like I, I I offered up Chloe Moretz, but she's a little too old for the role. She's getting a little too old. That's the hard part. Is that we've done films before or adaptations where there's a lot of kid roles. Yeah, and it's really hard because we don't know the kid characters. Like there's we can if as long as it's not the kids from Stranger Things. Like that's the only ones that we can sure. pick from. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of almost already typecast, and they're almost already kind of aging out of that. Sure. As well, they're all right. like sixteen and seventeen at this point. I'm very excited for whatever. Uh, I don't know the actress's name, but whoever plays Eleven, like, oh yeah, I'm very excited for her career trajectory. Like, she's in that new Godzilla. Movie. You saw the trailer for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks really fucking good. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm excited for what you know, what her career is going to look like. I think. Yeah, I think gonna she's going to do very well. For. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I, I went Ashley being there cause I felt like, but yeah, that's my, my more whimsical, like kind of true to the source material. Wario is like, aha, I want to make a, a game studio. Ah! And then, <laughs> Can you just maybe talk like that from now on? Is All that, right. Well, no, okay. So, I'm no, please don't. That would be, well, that's the weird thing about the new WarioWare game, WarioWare Gold is that he has like speaking roles. Whereas Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi like never have speaking roles outside of like, oh, mamma mia. Yeah. Like, like that's it. It's a me, a Mario. Right, exactly. That's a really good Mario voice. Well, thank you. Thank um, you. But like beyond that, that's basically it. Uh, so it's very weird seeing Mario have like full speaking roles. And I'm just thinking maybe Charles Martinet, like after a day of recording, that, he's just like, <sighs> like my entire career has just been made up of me just doing like little <laughs> sound bites and now I actually have to to talk um but yeah so like very whimsical kooky wario like is is trying to make a bunch of money by taking advantage of his friends um 
but the real value at the end is friendship and you know they kind of get back at him okay um but but in a playful nothing's too serious kind sure. of approach yeah. it's yeah. like warriors not going to become like destitute or in prison at the end of it it's not like hey the working conditions in your game studio were too bad now i i know i'm trying to darken up everything with this but i feel like kind of a fun take where you make him a little bit evil but not in a really fucked up way i mean more in a like a very kid approachable way sure is these people come up to him with ideas for video games and he like producer style like where it comes up with ideas that needed to be added in and he puts just a little bit of venom in there not yeah. a lot yeah, but yeah, it makes yeah, it yeah, kind yeah. of just yeah it's got some bite just a little bit more bite to it yeah where he's doing the like evil disney things slugs and snails kind of approach to evil as sure. opposed to you like actually trying to destroy the world and yeah, stuff trying to murder someone so that would be the kind of the the playoff of the game developers is that him is like you know why can't it kind of try to crush a thing or you know yeah, just yeah. something sure you know I do think I I also like the angle since we brought it up with like kind of recontextualizing Mona like how we can speak to like current you know uh, issues in in game development in, and in stuff. the post gamer gate environment yeah. uh, we can um, <laughs> how we can uh, uh, yeah so like talking to things like like the gamer gate like you know harassment um, uh, by fans or you know workers rights or mm-hmm. you know you know the d- diversity issues representation in in both in games themselves and in game development, which is like why I like, you know, the idea of Reggie Watts as Jimmy T because, you know, Jimmy T doesn't just have to be another white, you know, plumber man looking dude. And I try to do that in these castings. A lot of the time is that I try to find a way if it's a, if the characters previously had been adapted to a film or something like that, and there's no reason why they have to be a certain race. Right. I do. I do take issue with situations like the fantastic four movie where they made, um, Johnny. Johnny Storm black, but not Sue Storm. And I'm like, both, both or neither. Like, right. don't complicate, overcomplicate the story by adding in an adoption thing or something. Like, the story's already complicated enough. Like, if they were both black, cool. If neither one, cool. Like, but just don't, like, split it down the middle. It feels like, at that place, it feels like um, you're just, like... Well, what it kind of read as, like, they were okay with... Because I think Johnny Storm has been black in the comics. I might be wrong, but I feel like I've seen that somewhere where they... Mm, no? I think so. Well, what it's what it read like then was like, oh, we're okay with making Johnny Storm black, but Susan Storm, she can't be black. Susan Storm can't be black. That, that was the thing. If they if they got like an actress in there that you know was like two two black actors in there playing right. Johnny and Sue Storm, okay, cool, I don't care. But That's I really fine. think it was like a Hollywood thing. It's like we can't make the lead female black <laughs> in, in a traditionally right white role. <laughs> we're okay with like you know diversifying, but there's a line. Right. Um, we need the we need our hot blonde. But I think, like, you could do a lot with WarioWare where you can make it Silicon Valley-esque where it's like, we're going to do a send-up of every shitty thing that video games do. So you said that, now I just want to cast everyone from Silicon Valley. I like, want Guilfoyle as Jimmy T. I want... T.J. Miller as, as Wario. I don't want T.J. Miller. <laughs> yeah. Well, after all the shit that's been going on with him lately. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that, that's that's kind of where I stand on it. I think, like, you know, there's never been a good there's never been a good video game movie there's certainly never been a good movie about video games. Well, this this might change with the suggestion we're having from uh, from actually uh, Mike with a Y, who was on our last Smack My Pitch Up. Mike, uh, Mike with a Y. I don't know if you've met him. Uh, oh, the Y is where the I goes. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. You're trying to figure out how the spelling works there. It's like Wike? It's Mikey? Mieke. Yeah. He suggested... Um, I asked earlier on social media if you were to mash up another game with Wario, like throw two games together, what would you do? Sure. 
he suggested Saints Row okay. and Wario. Okay. Which I it's kind of going in the direction of what I'm trying to do with yeah, Wario. Yeah, so yeah. You, um, want, you want a you want a grizzly tail? You want to, you know, if if Martin Scorsese got on board, you know, fine. We'll do we'll do Departed, but <laughs> but with Wario, or we'll do uh, Goodfellas, but with Wario. God damn it! Funny, funny, <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I need to see that. I I feel like before I die, it's something that I need to see. Even if it's Funny or Die people doing this for mm-hmm. us, which ultimately, hey, Funny or Die guys, because I know you all are avid listeners of uh, Smack My Pitch Up. Yeah. You feel free to use any of our ideas at any point. Just, sure. you know, try to get us involved is all we would ask because we love you guys. And that would be amazing mm-hmm. if we had a direct line of Funny or Die and they just did reenactments of all the, sm- the pitches that we did. How many how many of these episodes have you done so far? Uh, this is ten actually. Ten, yeah, tenth anniversary. Yeah, they're the ten, tenth week <laughs> of doing this, pretty much. Yeah, uh, missed a couple a week here and there as we were getting moved into the new studio and everything. So, um, but yeah, Saints Row and and Wario. Um, Saints Row and Wario and, fe- and Knuckles. I feel like that's like a yeah, and Knuckles. Why not just fucking <laughs> throw that in there? Well, I mean, have you seen that? This is like. One of my favorite stupidest memes where it's just people just add the and knuckles to just random shit. Oh, Jesus. So it's like pride and prejudice and knuckles. <laughs> God damn it. That's so good. That is so good. I love that. But I feel like that would be so, like d- limited uh, DLC that you get when you pre-order right. your Wario yes. game from yes. GameStop. Got your you know? Knuckles the Echidna skin. Well, it can't be Knuckles because, well, I don't know. Sega's so desperate for Sonic attention. It would be I more guess. like Wario would be a, a playable character in Saints Row if yes. you if you pre-ordered. Sure. Um, yes. I feel like that's a little bit more possible. Mm-hmm. Or you like just a, a Wario head. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. A big one that wraps just a around. a big the, one. Yeah. That know. you go around with. Yeah. I think that's possible. But that's about the only way to do it. That, I think that's like the uh, um, the Dead Rising games where you could unlock uh, uh, Mega Man's Mega Buster. Oh right. So you just yeah. Yeah. Around, shoot with the Mega Buster, and then you get Proto Man's shield in one of them. I think. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, so now we are at the point where we have to do our trailers. Okay. So um, I'm assuming that you probably want to go with the more like reasonable uh, <laughs> <laughs> version of this. Sure. Okay. And I'm going to do the uh, the fucked up, never going to happen, way too ahead of its time. Like it, people just aren't, man, just people don't understand my art people, kind of People approach. aren't ready for a gory WarioWare. The, it, seven, but with Wario. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> What's in the bag? What's in the bag? <laughs> just looking at a little question mark on the ground. What's <laughs> in the box? <laughs> it makes the, like the coin noise yeah, when, bring. when Waluigi's head falls yeah. out of the box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> But who's Kevin Spacey in this in this situation? Kevin Spacey's in jail. I'm not playing that game. Okay, like that's true. I'm sorry. Shouldn't be. We're not. <laughs> he would. Yeah, I don't know. Obulon because he's kind of like he's an alien. Oh no, know. I meant who plays the Kevin Spacey character? Oh, okay. In Seven. I was like, I'm not casting Kevin Spacey. No, no, no. no. Who, okay. who is the who is the Mario character that is the Kevin Spacey character? Ooh, um, who are they executing on the tarmac? Ooh, Spoilers I don't know. For seven, I guess. I mean, he's a little old for the role, but you know, I'm wearing my Silence of the Lambs shirt. Oh, so um, uh, uh Anthony Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. yeah, he's a little. But who's he playing? Yeah. Is why I'm asking. Oh, that would be Wario, I think. I oh, think he's Wario. Wario would be the th- orchestrator of. Okay. The... I thought. Uh, uh, what's his face? I thought Wario was the um, uh, the fuck's his name? The handsome dude. 
That's in the Ocean's movies. Oh, Brad Pitt? Yeah, I thought he was Brad Pitt. No, I feel like that's more of like a uh, like Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt would be more of the dribble and spits characters. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're just watching this all un- unravel. This is like, like a domino effect because it's like, all right, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman is, is Dribble. Dribble is then Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's Shawshank Redemption. I want Shawshank Redemption narrated by Ron Perlman. What you're doing now is how Batman figured out shit in the 66 Batman. Where it's like, <laughs> bomb starts with a B. B is the second letter of the alphabet. The second yeah. and Number two is what you do when you go poo. Uh <laughs> Poop is recycled food. Uh, food is delicious. What's also delicious is this certain color of purple that I have in my kitchen. Uh, he's hiding in the kitchen. You know, like that's sure how they came about to stuff. Right. Um, I feel like that needs to be instituted more in movies. So, okay, I'm going to do the seven David Fincher, you know, got it uh, kind of approach thing. You're going to do the more more realistic one. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's find the family romp. Yes. Uh, let's get the music together. All right. I'm going to go first. And uh, <laughs> here we go. The. David Fincher, Wario movie. There's a corner of Diamond City that no one goes to. The Wario Game Factory. This Halloween, David Fincher presents WarioWare. Cameron Britton plays Wario, a disenfranchised game developer that has had enough of society. With the help of Drivel and Spitz, he kidnaps the disenfranchised and homeless of Diamond City and puts them through the paces of his virtual reality death trap. This Halloween, follow Jimmy T, the disco god, played by Adrian Brody, as he fights against Dr. Krygor, played by Robocop's Peter Weller, in a fight to the death. This Halloween, be scared, be vigilant, beware. So that's the thing that I did. That was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Did you make up that on the spot? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Well, I thought the beware, and I was like, I need to do something else, and that was not hard to figure out the other two, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm going completely uh, fresh. Just remember, the whole point is these are supposed to suck, and that's why they're funny when you put the effects on them. So, like, you don't really have a high bar to deal with here. Should I, should I, oh, you didn't begin it within a world, so I don't have to worry about that. No, no, no. I, I oftentimes start within a world, but it's not a requirement. Uh, you're definitely not going the same route as I am No, uh, with this, which is probably the smart move, to be fair. And uh, so you want the more lighthearted one, and I think it was right here. Yeah, here it is. Okay, so are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Dylan from Wardcast with his, uh, his WarioWare uh, trailer. Here we go. Mona just wants to make video games. In Diamond City, that can't be possible. But there's one place where she can. Wario where she hopes Wario will take her under his wing but she finds out soon enough that that's not the case Wario just wants it only in it for himself he wants to win big make big games about big people big personalities Mona just wants to make small games quiet games games about love games about the world <laughs> games about experiences Wario brings in his other friends, Jimmy T, Dribble, Spitz, and Ashley, in the hopes that he can screw them all over and be the biggest game developer there is. But in the end, they find out that games are just about making friends. Coming to theater spring 2019. (laughs) Okay, not bad, not bad. Yeah, first time. 
for for a first time, I'd say it's better than a lot I've I've heard, including my own. So, uh, <laughs> so not too shabby. Uh, WarioWare, I feel like that was definitely a challenge to come up with how you can adapt it into a movie. And yeah. I wouldn't say we necessarily succeeded, uh, but we definitely came up with some interesting approaches to the uh, the challenge. Yeah. So I feel and I feel like that's all that's really necessary on a show like this. It's just to kind of dance around a subject and kind of come up with interesting ways on playing with the playing with it jumping in the sandbox and seeing what you can build with it. Sure. So. Yeah, I um it was it was hard cuz you you tasked me with coming up with the game that we'd we'd adapt and I'm like man, I don't know. Like I can make I could pick something really obscure, but I don't know if that's going to fly with anyone three people could be like, "What's Dead Cells? I've never heard of that game before." Yeah, um, that's that's kind of the challenge with this is that you want something that's at least people have heard of if they're not super familiar with, you know. So, sure. um that that becomes a challenge a little bit with this as well, but there's so much, so much media that we can in, enjoy here on this show that it, we're not going to run out anytime soon. <laughs> right, right. Especially as they keep making stuff. So, um, God, why the guy keep making stuff? As a game developer, that's especially frustrating because it's like, oh, this new game is just uh, coming out. I'm going to buy that. Oh wait, there's like other eight other games that I want to buy that week that are also coming out. But also, you got to look at it in the perspective of that's also keeping you in a job as a game developer is that well, there's constantly a yes. demand for this stuff. Yes. So well there's well I would argue that like the big fear is that there's a demand for maybe like one of those games. Yeah. And then the other seven fall to the wayside. But just like music and, and film to a certain extent at this point is that a lot of the indie developers are, are able to compete at a larger level because of the access that we have through Steam yeah. and, and uh, mobile games mm-hmm. that th- these indie developers like the uh f- like Flappy Bird. Goddamn sure. Flappy Bird, right? Um, that was able to compete with some of the big guys because it just was accessible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at its peak, uh, Dong Nguyen, uh, I think that, that was the developer. He was making like fifty grand a day on ads. That's that crazy. Game. Yeah, that is just crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like every day you have like a an okay uh, salary for a year sure. that you're making per well, day. Well, it's funny because it took him a year to get to that point because he made the game like a year before it blew up and just sat on the app store and no one paying attention to it. And then one day, you know, that's just how vi- viral- virality works. It just ha- kind of happens. Well, we did that with uh, one of the memes that we made where we put uh, Ant-Man, Paul Rudd in a group shot of the band Wasp and then put, <laughs> and put Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, yeah. And uh, then uh, Chris Jericho shared it and tagged us in it and mm-hmm. then it blew up all over the fucking internet and it's been reshared on all these sites that I follow mm-hmm. from other people, you know, which is fucking amazing. And I was smart enough to put our watermark on it. That was, oh, yeah, yeah there so, you go. So that helped. But in uh, an inconvenient spot where no one can just easily crop it out. Yeah, exactly. And the funny thing is that I don't think that's even the funniest meme that I've made, but that's the right. one that took off. It's like, I, I think it was funny, but, yeah. you know. It's weird I, about things that do or don't take off. Like I had a... My 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 uh, autocomplete or my my uh, predictive text on my phone keyboard. I was texting my girlfriend something and I texted her in all caps and I said, "Ready for?" And then the suggestions, no joke, in this order from left to right, the suggestions were the Waluigi movement. Ready for the Waluigi movement? Nice. And that 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 blew up relative to who I am or relative to my follower count. Fair enough. Yeah. That's that's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, I was I was pretty psyched that people people <laughs> chuckled at that one. Adaptations like we're talking about um, with fucking podcasting, like we're talking about or yeah. that we do yeah. with game development, with social media stuff. Uh, you can never really tell. You you can be uh, smarter about it, 
but there's never really a, a true blue like confirmed way to do things except for apparently Marvel movies. But that's yeah. that's about it. Yeah, we all just need to sign up to be part of the MCU and and then we'll be good. We'll break. We'll make our big break. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see if uh, Disney can buy Nintendo next and then uh, work with us to develop yeah. a, a Wario movie. Disney, so. Nintendo, and Apple are just gonna merge into one super giant family friendly and then it'll corporation. Ju- it'll just be Mega City from the Judge Dredd comics, yeah, uh, yeah. run by Disney, right? And yeah. then we'll all be cogs in that wheel. We're all huffing slow mo. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm glad you actually got one of my references. Yeah, finally. yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I appreciate yeah. that. I've seen the. I've seen. I've seen both of them. I've seen the new, the reboot and the original. The, the, the newest one is definitely better. It's pretty good. Like, clearly pretty better. Good. Carl yeah. Urban does a good... Uh, I love Carl dread. Urban. Oh, he's great. All right, so we're uh, we're over time, and uh, we're we're done with this episode of Smack My Pitch Up. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. We do this every week, so definitely... Uh, oh, I want to give a big thanks to everybody that voted for Geeks Under the Influence and also voted for the Wardcast that was also uh, voted as one of the top five podcasts in Richmond. I'm very excited. Go us. To... High five. Yep. Oh, that was that, pretty that picked up on Mike uh, uh, very possibly or actually it wasn't a very hard <laughs> high five so that was better yeah that's yeah. what I picked up okay um, so yeah ho- may the best podcast win but ultimately like yeah like I'm actually pretty stoked that one of the other podcasts yeah, yeah, yeah. is like a buddy you know so yeah. that that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty fun I saw cool. I looked up some of the other ones and they seem cool yeah I've listened to um most of the other ones there are some that just aren't my cup of tea not anything against the podcast but there's like a Home Restoration one. Yeah, I saw that one. I was like, okay. Yeah, and then I looked at their followership on their blog, and it's like 150,000 followers, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> when you got a niche, you got a niche. Yeah, um, and then there's like the outdoors one, the in the treehouse one. Yeah. And then there's the the flock, which I think is just a general general info podcast. Yeah, yeah it's like a pop culture yeah, thing. Kind of I think thing. they focus more on games, so they're, okay. on, they're in my turf. So oh, I gotta, shit. I gotta, well, they're also stepping on my turf a little gotta, bit, so... We got West Side Story them. <laughs> See, this is the difference because I was thinking American History X. It's just way okay. worse. All right. <laughs> like, Which like, one of us is shaving our heads? Y- you were talking about dance fighting and I was talking about curb stomping. It's a little bit of a different yeah. uh, avenue for. Uh, no, no. But that, all jokes aside, like good luck to the flock and everybody else who got nominated yeah. for uh, best of. Um, it's cool if I uh, hack my wares a little bit. Absolutely. Go for off. it. Yeah. Cool. Sure. Yeah. So like Mike said earlier, I want to run a podcast called Wardcast um, about uh, game development. Um, we f- we highlight a lot of uh, creators here in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, it's me, my co-host Will Blanton, um, and Alex Damrath. There's a very active community here called RVA Game Jams. Uh, we do a bunch of uh, game jams like four times a year at the minimum. Um, so we talk about local development, things that are happening in news, games we've been playing. Um, I also have now been starting to do this year, uh, we do an alternate, we alternate between one week we'll do a roundtable with local devs, uh, the other week we'll do uh, a remote interview with someone um, within the industry. So I've had like um, uh, Mike Bithel, uh, who made Thomas Was Alone, Becca Saltzman, who's CEO of Finji, they did... Uh, um, Night in the Woods and Tunic and Cannonbolt. Um, I'm having a kind of cool cast of people coming up. Uh, Anya Combs, who is the senior outreach for games at Kickstarter. Okay. Uh, just did an interview with her. Uh, she'll be on. Um, Kelly Wallach, who runs Indie Mega Booth, which is a big, um, basically huge portion of the PAX uh, conventions. Mm-hmm. They basically buy a bunch of floor space and dole it out to indies that apply to be showcased there. That's cool. Um, she'll be on. Uh, n- I'm recording that next week, and that should go out before PAX West. But the big thing that's coming up, um, PAX West, 
I run a panel. This will be my fourth time running the panel now uh, called Hidden Gems. Um, and it's about showcasing uh, games and experiences on the show floor at PAX. Um, so we kind of, I get all my guests and we all scurry about the show floor and find mm-hmm. interesting things that could be overlooked. And we showcase them on the panel. Um, and this is the first time I were taken at the PAX West. I've done PAX East twice and did PAX South once this year. Um, but this will be my first time in Seattle for okay. PAX West, so should be cool. Yeah, you've done PAX East before as well, right? I've done PAX East once as an attendee and then twice as a panelist. Okay. Uh, um, this past PAX East, I actually did it half as a panelist and half as an exhibitor because I helped out Becca at the Finji booth. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because they needed uh, help. Um, Felix Kramer is a regular on my panel, so they uh, had to leave early. They worked the Finji booth, so I took their place. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. But Heck yeah. yeah. But uh, where can we find all this uh, Ward Games and Wardcast stuff? You can find the Ward Games, Wardcast stuff at ward-games.com, ward-games.com forward slash podcast, ward-games.com forward slash games. Um, we're also obviously on all the uh, the app, the the podcast platforms, Google Play, um, uh, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. Apple, Apple Podcasts yeah, 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 and all yeah. that stuff, yeah. We, yeah. Um, all your standard for... Not Spotify, because... Uh, uh, there's there's a couple of hoops I have to jump through to get to, to Spotify. Same because apparently uh, SoundCloud based stuff is not exactly easy to transfer into yeah. the Spotify environment. So mm-hmm. I'm in, currently in the process of switching over to Libsyn. Uh, this is some inside baseball talk, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so Libsyn transfers really well. Yeah, um, that's and, what I've heard. And I actually have the quite contrary episodes we've done on Libsyn, mm-hmm. and that's been no problem. So I, I'm eventually cool. Once I figure out how to easily transfer 135 episodes of a podcast onto... Easy peasy. Uh, yeah, super easy. We, uh, at about two hours apiece. We, yeah. build, we build the RSS feed off our WordPress site. So, um, But there's a Google form you can use to submit your stuff to Spotify. I just need to, to get all my stuff sorted out. Yeah. But uh, on Twitter, we're at Ward Video Games. On Facebook, at Ward Games. Um, yeah, that's all the stuff we do. We do it weekly. Come check us out. Cool. And I'll uh, throw a lot of those links in the notes for this episode as well. So people can find it just by looking at the notes for this episode. Sweet. And if you want to hear more about WarioWare, I'm probably going to be talking about it this week because I just played the WarioWare Gold demo. It's pretty good. Yeah, which that comes out, well, tomorrow as we're recording. So August 2nd. It will be out when this episode comes out. That is correct. So um, Cool. Well. Thank you so much, Dylan, for Thank coming you. in uh, and enjoying yourself with this stupid little podcast that we of have. Of course. I'd love to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get you on for sure. And awesome. uh, this is Mike the Hobbit Bicket. Again, follow us on all the social media. Follow all the podcasts on the Geeks Under the Influence Network by going to GUIpodcast.com. We'll see you August 19th at Fallout for our GUI Live Starship Troopers Geekified Night. August 16th at Strange Ways Brewing Company for our other beautiful disasters B-Movie Night. This theme for uh, this month is going to be, it's a Vigilante Odd Couple for August. And uh, we already have dates set up for September and October as well. So we'll announce those dates very shortly. And uh, again, every first and third Monday at Fallout for Geek Summer of the Influence Trivia. I will see you guys next time. And as always, you just got pitched smacked. GUIPodcast.com Beautiful Disasters is added again with another B-Movie Night at Strange Ways Brewing Company. August 16th from 6.30 to 9. Come out for our August theme, which is Vigilante Odd Couple. Schlockometer checklist includes Road Trip. It is a tumor. 
manners or death, and I want to be your homicidal father figure. This event is free and 21 up. So come out, get your drink on, and enjoy another fantastic schlocky movie night from Beautiful Disasters and Geeks Under the Influence. This is Mike the Hobbit, direct from Fallout on a trivia night, telling you to come here every first and third Monday for trivia between 8 and 10, 25 cent wings, drink specials, prizes, and tons of really inappropriate trivia. It's a lot of fun. Do you guys agree? <laughs> Definitely come out and enjoy trivia every first and third Monday at Fallout. Everybody's talking about the Space Force. It's in the news everywhere. Well, we decided in honor of America's future in the Space Force, we are rocking another geekified movie night at Fallout. August 19th, we are doing Starship Troopers. That's right. That cult classic is coming to Fallout with our own special brand of interactive fun to go along with it. If you haven't come to a geekified movie night before, trust me, you do not want to miss this. We give it kind of the Rocky Horror treatment with all sorts of contests and trivia and reenactments, stage readings, and plenty more. So come out August 19th for Starship Troopers Geekified. Find more information at GYPodcast.com.